Welcome to another edition of One More I'm Going Home and Going to Bed. Justin Vargo here with Josh Jones. We are decking the fucking halls on Monday, December 21st. <laughs> what are we drinking, Josh? We're drinking some Black Diamond Lager from uh, Bridge Brew. Because last day they were open for the season was yesterday. Went down there, had a, had a beer with my uh, buddy. Oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, Phil Keys was in town. Phil Keys was in town. So he Welcome wedding fans. Uh, went down there and... We were there from about one after one till three thirty, and had a hundred forty dollar bar tip. <laughs> That's some heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also took some growlers that we filled up. And... I bet somebody was growling. <laughs> I'm not saying I had a lot to do this year, but pretty much in one and three, some, some heavy lifting down at Bridge Bridge. Shit, how many of your was there? Me, Tash, uh, Phil Keys, and Amanda. Uh, you know, that's who was on our tab. We, we bought Phil and Amanda stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people showed up. So a lot of people, friends of ours came from all over. They were just, it was the last days. People were in, in good spirits. And, and according to Adam, we had quite a few free drinks on our tab. So, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to see the regular bill. That was the one you yeah, had. was all right like a fucking yeah, Walmart. No, okay, it was 110. It was, it was a 140 under tip. So, uh, but still. Was, we bought three, four growlers at the flight, so those things out quickly. Yeah, yeah. Thank God Tash is, is tax rich still. Nice. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Hopefully in about another six that, weeks. That was a lot better than our table on Friday or Saturday night at Elliot's, which was like twenty dollars. Was it? Because all the free alcohol. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. At least you weren't there Friday night. <laughs> I walked in Friday because we played at nine. And I said I was going to go out for a little bit. And damn it, Boo said, come out for the last. I said, yeah, I'll come out. As soon as I was getting ready to leave, guess who texts? Stuff Lynch! Stuff Lynch! <laughs> and he didn't ask me what I was doing. He said, are you going to Elliot's? So I had no <laughs> choice but to go ahead and cop out. Yep, I'm going to Elliot's, bitch. It was not something I'm thinking about it. No, uh, it straight up. It was a yes or no question. So he got there and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get out in front of this shit. I'm leaving before nine. <laughs> what, what are you leaving for? I was like, because I'm going home watching the Mountaineer game. Will they get it out here, don't they? I said, yep, but I'm getting out here. Because number one, I like to watch the game. I like to listen to Tony. You're here, and so is Booth. Exactly. If you'd have made it two more hours out there, you might not have made a home. I wouldn't have. You'd been sleeping I in. Have. Can I get a room here? Well, it was bad, too, because when I, when I got there, Booth come around the corner, had a plastic cup in his hand, he was drinking Makers. Yeah. So I knew that was bad. And is it what time you get the, what time did you get there? Six. <laughs> Six. I left at eight forty, and it was all I could do. I was like, "It's time for me to get the fuck out of here." I am out. Timbo was there. No, Charlie was there. There's a booth, There's a booth right there. I'm gonna silence my phone. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. It's exactly. Uh, I know you just read this but it's kind of like Stuff Lynch and Beetlejuice. Say his yeah. name three times, he shows up. <laughs> So I got the fuck out of there. But yeah, so Saturday they had the, the annually they do that member or regular appreciation thing. So I got out there, which I knew he wasn't going to go because I called him at 3.30. I was like, hey, man, I got to run to Lowe's and I'm probably going to head out there and watch the Clemson game. Mm-hmm. He, was, he still had his morning voice going. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, I believe I'm in for the night. <laughs> I was like, he's probably calling you to go out to Elliot's tonight. I, I said, about guarantee I said, what time did you leave Elliot's? He was like, I don't know, but I left Gunny's when they turned the machines off. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, that is late. That's late. <laughs> That's late. So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I stayed out a little bit more uh, 
Saturday night, but JJ had just gotten home, so I yeah, I want to go ahead and we uh, we left there uh, and went home and decided we would go back out to the Owls Club. So we went to the Owls Club. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> And there's William there, you know, the guy called Chico. Yep. And uh, there was a couple other people we knew, too. But there was, there was the most people I've seen there in a long time. There were like 20, 30 people in there. That's a lot for me. I was shocked. I was honestly shocked. We put in the parking lot, I was like, there are cars here. I was like, what? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> we still got to take care over the holidays. Oh, yeah. I told Dash, the day, the day that you guys decide to go. Yeah. Just let me know. I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna maybe maybe Saturday. Beer. Maybe Saturday we'll get him out there. Right. We gotta do it. Gotta do it. So you got to meet the you got to meet the cat earlier. Yes. Got a cat now. Maybe Willow. Maybe not. Not sure yet. That's Willow. Now. It's definitely gonna be Willow. Okay. It was down to Willow and Mac, and I told her I said, "Jan, it's your cat." Yeah. You do what you want to do. So she's leaning towards Willow. So. Other than her punching trigger in the nose three days ago, they're pretty good friends. <laughs> Good, I was worried about the dog eating that cat. I know. <laughs> oh, he was scared to death of her. I was like, dude, she's as big as one of your paws. Motherfucker wouldn't make eye contact with her. It was like he was a 13-year-old boy getting ready to ask a girl out on the, go to the movies. You want to go to the park? Wouldn't look at her. He'd look at her out of the corner of his eye. And she'd hiss at him, you know, real. But now, he's, now they're Milo and fucking Otis. So. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll, they'll be, be absolutely fine. fine. Lucky they're both young, so they'll grow up together. So they are. They yeah. are. So, and I did. I did want to mention, give a shout out to. I showed you beforehand. We had a holiday group chain shot of a whiskey thing yesterday, which I thought was good. You got to see some. That, that was good. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, you guys make fun of me for uh, uh, spending money down in Brisbane, but y'all doing shots on a Sunday afternoon? We were. <laughs> I got to mention one more thing about the uh, uh, keys. Yeah. You know, he's he's brewing beer. They got a, they got a place down in Tennessee that. Uh, uh, he's invested in and it's basically the brewmeister and uh, they they just brewed a new beer called Just Go Wheat. Oh. <laughs> Which I think was the greatest thing. Who uh, came up with that? He did. He did. <laughs> they got a picture of they, they took him on Facebook of Jessica White in like, in, in like a Santa outfit. <laughs> it's, a, it's great. That's good. <laughs> Only Phil Keys. Only Phil Keys. <laughs> And I did, I know you said you are going to bring us up, and I don't know where you're going to bring it up at, but I did want to mention, because we're watching it right now, but The Mandalorian was fantastic. Mandalorian was fantastic. you got to give John Favreau and Dave uh, Fiona the credit, because they have written it well. It is awesome. I can't wait now for, apparently, Fiona, Fiona I think that's his name, right? It's doing uh, the Ahsoka series. He's writing that. John Favreau and them are, are all writing the Boba Fett uh, series, it's gonna be so good. I was reading a little bit about the Obi Wan Kenobi series and how Darth Vader's coming back is gonna be in it. Really? Yeah, yeah. And Chris is gonna play Darth Vader in it. <coughs> and like, there's some, like this. Yeah, just this. exactly. It's gonna man. I can't wait. Man, for no, Star Wars. Make us wait another year for that. That shit. I know, oh, the, I know the one is. I think Obi Wan might be coming out this summer. I think they've already started filming some of that, but. Yeah, this, the next man lawyer's not until next December, neither is the Book of Boba Fett. So. If you haven't seen the end of it, it's your fault at this point in time. George Gannon. Well, I think we found out why George hasn't watched it yet. Which is? Well, Bill said he's watching The Golden Girl. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, well, that, is show, that show is funny. Hey. <laughs> George, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I watched the damn man lawyer. Yes. 
I can understand like like swinging away to, to he wanted to, to just binge watch the entire season. Fine, I'm fine with that. But if you just got one episode to watch and you haven't watched, oh, it, so George has watched the first. He's why he just hadn't watched the last episode. Okay. Watch the last episode, George. He'll do it. I got faith in my boy. We can talk about it. He'll make it happen. Because it was awesome. It was good. It was good. It was actually really good. What was better? This episode or Rogue One? This, this or let's, let's put this series or Rogue One. I'm not going to lie. Rogue One is becoming my favorite Rogue Star Wars One, movie. I think Rogue One next to Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars I think it. I think it might actually be becoming my favorite. Because my favorite part is when Darth Vader tears shit up through that hallway. And there's a scene, when that if we could talk about it, <laughs> where it's very similar to that in this episode. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is. But no, it's good. It's really it really is. Good. It's a great series. It's just, it is honestly a great series. It is. So. It is. All right. So we'll jump into sports unless there's anything else you want to hit on. No, that's it. All right. So I, I thought we'd start with the egregious Big 12 snub of Tyke Smith. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there had to be some mistake. I mean, going to make... How many honorable? He's already made all one American today. teams. He made the Pro Football Focus one today, and he was honorable mention. Yeah. He was pro. He was Pro Football Focus graded the top safety in the Big Twelve, and he's honorable fucking mention. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a travesty. Get out of here. They, they keep bringing up Ryan Stanchek when he made all these All Americans teams, but didn't even make the. T- was it All Big East? Yeah, or something like that. Come on. We're like the year Kevin Jones didn't get Player of the Year. That's that's the biggest travesty ever. That should be a good sports question because that's bigger than Tyke Smith. I'll make it all Big 12. Yeah, he First should. team. Because Kevin Jones was the player of the year that year. He got screwed. No question. He got screwed. No question. Darius Steele's lineman of the year. Tony Fields was newcomer of the year. And then Darius Letty and Tony Fields were all first team. And then Frazier, Brown, Burnt, Adai, Winston Wright, Dante, all were on either second team or honorable mention. So, eh, I was, I was disappointed for Tyke. Maybe he just has motivation. So, the other big thing with football was last Wednesday was early signing day. Mm-hmm. We had 16 kids. I jotted them down, run through them real quick. Aubrey Banks, cornerback from Florida. Davis Mallinger, wide receiver from Florida, who's supposed to be the fastest in the class. Justin Johnson, a four-star running back out of Illinois. And Jalen Anderson, a four-star running back out of Ohio. Side note, only us, Ohio State and Clemson, signed two four-star running backs. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Ja'Cory Hammett, defensive end out of Florida. Ed Vesterinen from Helsinki. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if Soda Popinski signed as well. Mike Tyson's punch out. Never yeah. mind. Okay. That was a Very complete good. misfire on that. Yeah, that was. That Thomas Remar. It took a little second to register. Okay. Offensive lineman from Ohio. Caden Prather, wide receiver out of Maryland, four-star. Mm. That was a big commitment. That's big. What I did find out, talking to my Maryland guys, Pat and Paul, who went to Magruder High School, Apparently, there's a whole lot of Prathers in that area. They were a little bit nervous because apparently some of those Prathers are a little prone to crime. All right. Yeah. Okay, then. So, they were so it was, It's like the Jessica White. They were a little like, incredulous. Florida. As to what his, uh, what his entourage is going to look like. I said, well, it's been about 20 years. I hope he's a Prather twice removed. We'll see. Uh, but that, but he was a, that was a big get because he had a huge offer list. And then you got Brayden Dudley, defensive end out of Georgia. Traylon Davis, tight end out of Ohio. Hammond, Ohio. He's the one who was involved in a real bad car wreck. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. but uh, he's doing better now. Will Goose Crowder, quarterback from Alabama. St. McLeod, DB out of PA, went to the same high school as uh, Tucky Smith. Andrew Wilson Lamp, wide receiver out of Ohio. Victor Wickstrom, another European from Stockholm. Mm-hmm. 
And then the big hit was, of course, White Milan, the uh, four-star offensive line now Spring Valley. So we ended up with four four-stars. From a star ranking standpoint, <coughs> we ended up 21st in the country. Now, overall, in the rankings, I think we finished up 43rd, but that was due in large part to the fact we only signed 16 guys. Right. So if, if most of the people in front of us signed 20, 25 exactly. guys, which kept us from being higher up. But I think from a, a ranking standpoint, this was the – Highest recruited class we've ever had. They said it was the highest graded recruited class we ever had. Yeah. was this year. And we still have, I think, six scholarships yeah. that we're looking the, at. Probably be a lot, there might be one or two signees from high school, but it'd be a lot of transfers and a couple of Jucos. Yeah. And then speaking of transfers, the big, <clears throat> the big speculation there is Doug Nestor, who's also from Spring Valley, played high school ball with White Mile, has been at Tech for the last two years. Started 17 games. Yeah. Was that? He's in the transfer portal, and apparently it's about 90%. He's, yeah. He'll be more. I, I got a feeling he's coming. His, 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 Grayson uh, Malsevich is his best friend. I mean, the writing's on the wall that we are perfect. And he's in a position of need. Exactly. I mean, he'd come in. If there's a place to transfer to for playing time, we are it. Yeah, we're it. Next year in the offensive line. We, we are it. We Huckleberry. You have a chance immediately to play. Like, yeah. they're talking about um, I don't have a chance to play. You probably will. Next year. I mean, hell, Frazier could this year. If nothing else, at right tackle. Yeah. Only if I put him at left tackle. Exactly. That's put exactly right. Tackle. Yeah. I mean, you, could have, you could have Nestor, Milan, and Frazier all on the same line. Yeah, that's crazy. And if Darnell Wright decides to come back, who knows? Yeah. You all will see the offensive line. That would be nice. Uh, Speaking of Darnell, I'll oh, go ahead. Uh, so, the way that the class is going. Yeah. You know, we signed two four-star running backs, two more tight ends. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at more kind of like Iowa State with a lot of tight end sets running the ball? I think it's what's – it looks to me that's where this offense is going. Our line's got to get better. The line's got to get better, but it's – it's got some big boys coming. Mm-hmm. So that, it seems to me like we're getting away from the spread and we're getting taller receivers too. I think it's going to be more three, four, three tight end sets. You think three tight ends? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of three tight ends. 13 personnel. Mm-hmm. We'll be surprised to see a we'll lot see. of tight end sets. We'll see. No. We will see. But speaking of Darnell Wright, up until about an hour ago, we were going to play Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. And now we're not. Yeah. <laughs> so I had all we were all set to talk about playing Tennessee and the Liberty Bowl, and they are no longer participating. So it, I mean, the situation is lots going to happen in the next week or yeah. so. But it, it sounds like, and ESPN, I guess, is going to pull some strings on this because everybody's outraged, and they should. They be. should so, be. Be, in a bowl game, Did, they I, should be in a bowl game. They're nine and two. Yeah. And three to seven Tennessee—that's a trap. Yeah, they should be in a bowl game. Yeah. So it sounds like. They're going to try to maybe, since it's only been a day, and it's not like we're a week into this thing, they're going to try and see about sliding Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl and putting Army in the Armed Forces Bowl against Tulsa. Which would be good. I mean, I hope Army gets, they deserve all I don't want to play them. Yeah. Uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to try in a week and a half to get ready for that offense. I don't either, but I, I mean, it, well, let me, let me back up. It'd be hard to get ready for that offense in a week and a half, but. I mean, would you rather beat a nine and two Army over a three and seven Tennessee or a three and seven Mississippi State? I mean, I'd rather good. win. You're right. the the uh, The matchup's better. I, I mean, as as for a national from a scene, preparation standpoint, no, I agree. Yeah, it'd be. It, it's I mean, let's it, face it. Even a win over Tennessee was going to be ho hum. They were three and seven. It was. I mean, <laughs> it was. Gonna be, you're going to well, see a lot of that. That's what I'm saying. 
If this year, I'd almost yeah. rather beat Army. Yeah, than the I just don't want to prep for him. That's yeah. all. Either, but if we can't, yeah. <laughs> right, so we'll yeah, see. exactly. Now is Brown gonna coach the game, or is he gonna go ahead and go to Auburn? Yeah, that that's not happening. That apparently it's not happening. When they trace that, back, it's not happening. It, it was it was a fucking blogger from Auburn saying that happening. he was going to interview, and everybody ran with it. It's not. And happening. now, but I tell you what, if I was if I was Brown, I'd be starting to get irritated. You know, yeah, you just put that stuff out there, but it really does hurt your mon- mantra of trust the climb. When it looks like, when it looks like, even though I don't think he's doing it, it looks like you're trying to leave and every, every, every and there's, and there's two lines of thinking there. So do you, I guess conventional wisdom is you just come out and say, hey, look, this is not it. Yeah. Or do you not give credence to it by not acknowledging it? He's probably going to have to acknowledge it at some stage of the game. But nothing I've seen up until yesterday or the day before he wasn't even in the top five. He's, there was Auburn people that were like, "Who the hell's Neil Brown?" And he coached in Alabama for four years. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's it was a some blogger said him and the Napier. I think we'll get interviews. The people and Napier's already said he's staying in Louisiana. Did he? So they, people started retweeting, and then the actual writers down there who were actually write for the papers came out who Auburn's looking at as a list of five, and Neil Brown wasn't even on. No, he's not. So <laughs> he ain't going. On. It's like we talked about. Auburn is not ponying up. Twenty-one million dollars to get him out of there to bring in a guy that's ten and eleven in power five. Exactly. Not they're not going to do it. They 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 cannot sell that to their fan base. Mm-hmm. They just can't do it. They now, better all get an up and comer from the from the. I don't know runs. who it was that said that. Who was it? Somebody said that the Auburn twenty twenty coaching search is starting to look like the twenty seventeen Tennessee coaching yeah, search. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I don't know. I mean, I know Auburn won the next championship. That there's talent to get there. But you're, I don't care how many times you win the championship, you're still second fiddle to Alabama in that state. Oh, without <coughs> You're second fiddle to Alabama. Without what? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. They got Tommy Tuberville written all over. That's who they're going to They're going to hire another one in. You know, Guaranteed. If they, now, if they get Sarkeesian, that'd probably be a good hire for them. That'd be a good hire. Uh, Hugh Freeze, as controversial as he is, he's as big saving as much as anybody That's else true. has. Very true. Uh, Cristobal, I think, is already locked up at Oregon. Mm-hmm. He's off the table. Yeah, that's who I think Auburn's fans Has Bob Pruitt removed his name for consideration? Not that I've seen, but he's getting a little older in age, so he's a little bit slower. The okay. You know, not that many people have fax machines anymore, so it's hard to fax that. Yeah, or, or pigeons. <laughs> if they tie a note to a fucking talon. Here, check yes or no. Yeah. He could he could he could be head coach of a peewee team at this no, point. Probably not. <laughs> He had the best and worst transitional press conference I've ever seen in my life. When he got up and good got luck. done talking and snap marks, hit marks, not on the back, said, good luck, buddy. And roll out. It's like Joey Herrera. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm just going to fuck off. Look out for those NCAA infractions yeah. coming right down the pipe. Yeah. Good Don't luck. let them hit you. Good luck getting to the postseason in the next 10 years. Because there might be one or two charges pending. We'll see. <laughs> uh, playoff rankings are out. You got a problem with the top four? You know, I really didn't. I, I, not because not, – it's because of what I expected. I mean, it's just it, – it is. But when you think about it, I am getting – there's a lot of talk about now, and it's right. It's tired of being the same old people. It is. Let me ask you something. Let's say if Nebraska mm-hmm. this year went 6-0 in the Big Ten. Would they be in the top ten? Nope. Nope. Sure if Wisconsin even would have gone six and zero, would they be in the playoffs? Nope. nope. What about Iowa State? 
Yeah, exactly. If I if, if any any other team in the Big Ten would have gone six and they wouldn't have got in. Maybe Michigan because of their name. Notre Dame, same story. They're in because of their name. They're in. It was, it was a resume award this year. Yeah, exactly. It's a TV award is what it is. Somebody said it's getting to the point where it's almost like at the NCAA tournament every year if you just let the top four seeds play and that was it. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't even have to earn your way into the tournament. Like, this is the year that Cincinnati should have got a shot. This was the year but, that they had every opportunity since nothing was normal, business as usual. Expand it to eight. Exactly. And just let them play their first games at home and then put them in a bowl game. And all they did with the four weeks of rankings that they had, and even this last week, taking Oklahoma and pushing them all the way up to six, they basically told the Power Five, y'all ain't getting in. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting You're in. You're not getting in. You're not getting in. You go undefeated. Uh, I think Cincinnati's the only one of two teams who are in the top 20, both offensive and defensive efficiency ratings. They, If there was a year that they deserved to get in – it was this year. And then somebody was like, somebody said, well, it's not Ohio And I listened to, I tried for 10 minutes yesterday to turn on ESPN. I don't know why I did it. Listen to that roundtable jerk-off discussion oh, between I can't, I can't watch Davis anymore. and Palmer and Pollock and Herb Street and Galloway, who were about four or five of the most insufferable sons of <laughs> And Palmer was talking about, what was he saying? He was like, you know, well, Ohio State, you know, they had 20 guys out. And they beat Michigan State by 40. And I'm like, yeah, and Michigan State is fucking terrible. terrible. <laughs> What's your point, Jesse? Exactly. That makes, you know? The argument, the, the rationale, I mean, everybody's just going to bend it to suit their will, and, and that's what it is, and it, it's right. It is time to move to eight teams. I think you're going to see a push now from the non-Power Fives to say it's got to be expanded to eight. Otherwise, we're, we're getting out of here. Or even look at, the, look at the Pac. I don't think the Pac-12 has made the playoffs since in four or five years. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I'm not surprised they're not screaming. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't blame them, you know. And, and and honestly, if you take it by, if they're going to go by the four best teams, Oklahoma's in there right now. They're Oklahoma's playing better than any of those teams except for probably Alabama. And I couldn't believe Herb Street said that because Galloway was oh, talking about how, yeah, because Galloway was talking, because I'm talking about Cincinnati, and Galloway was like, oh, you give me Oklahoma and Cincinnati. I'm like, mm. Yeah, you don't play Oklahoma, Oklahoma right now. You don't want to play You Oklahoma. don't want to play Oklahoma right now. <laughs> Now, they had a bad second half against Iowa State, but Iowa State's pretty good. They're not a bad People team. don't realize how good Iowa State is. And if Oklahoma didn't get two big kickoff returns, that game could have been a different story, too. So, And they only lost, they lost by three to Oklahoma State. And in the Louisiana game, who Louisiana's good, and granted they're a Sun Belt team, they had three offensive linemen out there. Yeah, game, exactly. And gave up two special teams touchdowns. Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, you know. And, and, and I'll tell you, the, the, it, just, it just irritates me to death. The whole, the whole the playoff series, all that stuff irritates me. And, and but there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. It's a big boys conference. Yep. And and the worst thing about it is they brought this up on three guys today. Is that you know in the NFL you know you suck you, you get you get better draft picks so you, your team gets better if you're you're good you get you know lower draft picks so you know it kind of evens itself out to the most part in college. The more you win, the more roots you get, the more you stay up there. So there's no chance. There's no chance anymore. Okay. You know, with the old, at least with the old bowl system where you were paired off, you had a chance for a small team to upset a big team because you won't be matched up with one in the bowl game. Yep. But now you can't. Now you can't even do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Dabo ranked Ohio State 11. I thought that was hilarious. It'd be really interesting to see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so that is what it is. We'll switch gears to b-ball. So the Iowa State game was Friday. 
that's that's about all you can say. I don't think you know, our, was I a think our team knew that until about five minutes left in the second half. We trailed most of the game. Yeah. Um, pulled it out in the end. I mean, we really the, won the game at the foul line. It was. Yeah, we, after losing it the first half, we were line. we were twenty five to thirty seven. They were six of nine, so we made nineteen more free throws than they did. Yeah. Because they outshot us. They outshot us. 50. We shot something like 20, 22 in the second half or something like that. Yeah, it was 38 for the game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about free throws. Free throws, yeah. Uh, percentage, it was it was 38 yeah. for the game and 50. We only got rebound on 38, 32. That had, was disappointing. Yeah. They had 21 turnovers. We had 14. McNeil and Sherman, I mean, they only took five threes, but neither one of them made one. Nope. And uh, Sherman still turning the ball over, so was Culver. Culver did have 18 and 12, and Deuce had 18. But it just – and Culver even said after the game, he's like, you know, we're just – we're playing at the level who we're playing. Yeah, and you can see it. I mean, you can see it. And, and I was brought up after the game, and, and Tony Green today said, you know, if, it, if we don't blow them out, he would have never mentioned it. But it, they were goofing around before the game, playing, they were just being horses' asses in the layup line. And yeah. they, didn't take, they didn't take Iowa State seriously. And they did the same thing against uh, – um, North Texas. North Texas, before we played Richmond. Yep. So, yeah, I'm hoping that's what it was. We basically got down to a seven-man rotation. Yeah, that's all That's all yeah, we played in the second half. Yeah. And we tried Bridges in the first half, and we tried, and Culture played a little bit. But Culture got put out because uh, Oscar finally played well. Yeah, he did. Even though, you know, uh, Dave brought up, you know, why isn't he putting Oscar in, in the game? Because right at this point in time, you trust Gabe more. You, you trusted to play defense. He drew like five uh, uh, charges. I mean, there's a reason why he plays when Oscar's like, you trust him more to do what's right. Yep. I agree. As simple as that. Do so, the right thing. Yep. Do what you do. Do what you do. That's what he does. He does what he does. Speaking of what we do, what we do next is play Kansas. Yeah. We moved up to seventh. They moved up to three. I don't understand how Kansas' only loss is to Baylor. No, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. They didn't drop. Uh, Iowa State's only loss is to Gonzaga. They stayed up there at four. Both of them got beat larger amounts than we got beat by. How come we're not ranked ahead of them? I bet you our schedule's tougher than both of them. No, Iowa played North Ooh, Carolina. Shit. Kansas played, well, Kentucky's not very good. Of course, they did beat North Carolina. Oh, they lost to North Carolina. They're 1-5. They're 1-5. Kentucky's terrible. Uh, well, the only thing I can think is we started – so far back, it's hard That's to it. jump them. Because when we got beat by Gonzaga, we didn't drop. Matter of fact, I think in the Yeah, we, did. we actually moved up. Yeah, you yeah, right. moved up. But, but I, don't, I just don't understand how, I mean, if you look at all the resumes, we're better than Kansas. Kansas did beat Texas Tech. That's probably a better name win we've got on the road by one. The, it might be the better win, but I think if you look at the overall teams that we play, we play a tougher schedule. We played a much tougher schedule. Top 100, yeah, but I don't know what, what name brand team have we beaten. Not really. We haven't beat any name I brand I mean, maybe yeah. Richmond. I mean, Richmond was a good win. Yeah. But I, I'm okay. I mean, we're seven. I mean, it, it'll play itself out, and we're going to play them tomorrow. Yeah, you guys, and that's the thing about basketball. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want to be high enough where you get those top two seeds. You don't want to – top three seeds. Yeah, I'm fine with the three seeds. And we're – we have yet to win at Fall Gallon. Yeah. That's probably the only place in the Big 12 we haven't won. And, that, uh, and the – I think it was Taz Sherman, but they were talking. They, they, they the players this. know they that Huggins hasn't won there. Yeah, they, so I don't think he won there at Kansas State either. No, nah, he said, we want this for Coach Huggs. We want this for the state. Yeah, I'm worried about them coming out overhyped because of that. Because they might have no, no, going to limit our fans, so it's not going to be like the fall like 15, out of normal. 1,500 or so. Yeah, so. Line came out today. It's three. That's about right. Now you see that. 
So they got, uh, they're not big inside like they know. They don't have, Ozabuki's gone. Mm-hmm. They got Ocha Agbagi. He's 15 points a game. Marcus, oh, Jabari. Marcus Garrett, 8 points a game. David McCormick is a big guy. He's at 10. And Jalen Wilson, I think, is the, is he the freshman maybe? 14 points per game. And Christian Braun's averaging 10. So, but they've got, they don't have a real, they're not real deep inside, but they got four or five guys that can put the ball on the deck and get to the rim. Which straight line drives is what we suck that's at. That's what we suck at. And that's how, and they're going to draw fouls. They're going to shoot more free throws than we do. The, the question is, can we for once take advantage of our size? Can we get McCormick in trouble? Make, because they're going to play that five guard lineup. I think they, they had the six, one of those guys four, six, eight. Four and one out. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and they're going to spread us out. Can, do we match them, or do we try to have them match us? That's what it comes out to. I wouldn't mind us uh, going big and playing a zone. Yeah. You know, try to try make them, make them shoot from three. Make them and shoot. let's 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 see if we can't pound them on offense. But it'll be interesting to see how well, we play it. And it'll be interesting to see too how the game's called. I don't know who's officiating it. Uh, well, I think somebody said today when they got off the plane, Gabe and Oscar got two fouls yeah, from Doug Sermon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. But the other thing too is they're they're shooting forty four percent from the field, thirty nine from three. They got four guys averaging over twenty five minutes per game. Mm-hmm. So they don't play a whole lot of guys. Mm-mm. But you know we we really don't either. No, I but, mean we, but, we thought but, that was gonna be our strength, but it's not. It's we we not have like a now, but we can we can steal minutes probably more so than they can. I think. Yeah, because that the Gonzaga game was a good proof of that with when Cottrell came in and and you know that we were able to steal some minutes. I think we could probably play nine or ten. Uh, we're not going to tomorrow, no. obviously, but uh, so we're due. Are we, are, we, are we going to pull it out tomorrow or what? And when I say, when I look at the schedule at the beginning of the year, I said we were, and I'm not changing it. I think so too. I think we're going to play up to their level, I think we're going to pull one out. Yep. And then we got a long break because the Buffalo game got canceled. Got canceled. I heard that. They said we might pick up the phone call Youngstown. We'll okay. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Take a break. Sounds good. Welcome back to one more, and I'm going home and going to bed. Talking about. Uh, Justice Bargo's uh, buddy, Pat, my buddy, too, is a little fucked up already today. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Pulled a Sunday right into the Monday. The sun's not even all the way down. <laughs> my boy is into the shift. <laughs> Good for him. We say that we're, it's 530. We're, we're, yeah, we're drinking cold beers in. Yeah, no. yeah, pot, kettle, kettle, pot. <laughs> but he that hath no sin cast the first stone. <laughs> Or crack the first beer, whichever way you go. <laughs> There's a Hallmark card in there somewhere. Yeah. All right, sports, let me go first. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So we play Kansas tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Big game. We have to win that game tomorrow to win the league? No. No? You No. You, we can afford a couple losses on the road teams. What you can't afford is losing to Iowa State at home. You can't afford. You, the, there are too many good. I was thinking about this today. If you're Oklahoma State right now, Right, and you're looking at the rankings came out today, and there were four Big 12 teams in the top 10, and there's five in the top 15. And you're thinking, i got to play each of those teams twice. So if there are no upsets, I have 10 losses. Mm-hmm. I have 10 losses all right off the bat. The best I can do in league is go 8 and 10. Yeah. That's the league we're looking at right now. And they're, they got the best player in the country at Oklahoma State. So, I mean, that's what they're looking at right now. So you... The winner of this league is going to have three losses. 
I guarantee you. you can survive a loss on the road. Probably more. I think we got to win. I, I don't think you got to win. I, I think I only think because here's why. If you do win, it puts you in the driver's seat. That's, that's why. Yeah. Because I think if if we can get that, because that's a big monkey on our back. Mm. If we can get that monkey off our back, because we got to play Baylor twice. Are you going to beat Baylor? Are you going to split with Baylor? I don't know. Yeah. Plus. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year. I don't know if they're going to change the attendance policy. I'd like to hope that since every other fucking team gets fans, that we put somebody, somebody in eventually. Fans. Yeah. I mean, shit. I think it's it's. I think we need to win tomorrow. I don't think it's a must. I think we can to win, win the champ to win the league. I think to win the league regular season. I I think we are going to be in a much better position if we can win tomorrow. Get that monkey off because I mean I think psychologically. That would be a huge lift. Oh man, to be able to pull that off because I mean you got, and and because you mentioned the league, I mean you got Baylor twice, Texas Tech twice, you got Texas twice. All those teams are in the top ten. Yeah. So if you can beat Kansas on the road and then hold serve at home, because chances are we're probably going. I think I'll say this. I think I've seen a little bit of Baylor, Texas Tech. We've we've been so close against Kansas, and I think this is the year that we get them. I, I think this is the year you get it. I disagree that I think it's a must win to win the league, but I do agree if we win it, we are in the driver's seat to win the league. That's why I think we need to win it. Yeah. Because we're in the driver's seat. Yeah. And we won't be looking over our shoulder as much. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I think I think you win that, and, but they also, you win that game, and then also the you got hunter. a bullseye on you. Yeah. For hunting. Except for, except for Baylor. You're the, 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 the other team's looking at you. Yeah. We beat Baylor at the end of the year last year. Yeah. So. If we right. shoot the ball well, we can beat Baylor. You got to make outside shots. We play like we did against Richmond. We ain't gonna lose another game. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. All right, what do you got? All right. Simple question. Okay. What's the difference between Harlan and McNeil? Oh no, I no. I, McNeil, What's the difference? McNeil's not. I'm not ready to put McNeil in Harlan's category. No. Let's get some I know stats. I'm gonna pull that stats, but you can't. But Harlan had. Three or four years worth. McNeil's played eight games this year and sparingly in about ten last year. Well, that's funny you said that. Okay, so Chase Harler last year, 17 minutes a game. All right. This is a senior year. Over how many games? 17. It was 31. All right. They 31 so games. We played eight so far. Yeah. He shot 38% of the field. Okay. He shot 27% in three, which is ridiculously bad for a guy that's supposed to be right about what McNeil's shooting. Uh-huh. In one rebound, one assist a game. He took 130 shots, averaged four shots a game. Four shots a game. Okay. McNeil's probably averaging about 12 or 13. McNeil has played 29 minutes a game. Okay. He's shooting 32% from the field. Which is much better. That's actually 6% worse from the field in general. Mm-hmm. And 30% from three. Okay. And he has two rebounds, averages two rebounds, one assist. He has taken 80 shots in 10 games. A lot. He's averaging 10 shots a game. And shooting thirty percent from the field, and it's three times the defender Harler was. I don't know about that. I, I don't think he's a better defender. Harler, I think oh, they're both terrible. No, I think they are both terrible. You can't. Please tell me you don't think Harler's a better defender than McNeil. No, I said they're okay. both terrible. No, no, no. no. I think, I'm not saying. I'm I saying think, McNeil is not better than Harler. No, That's McNeil, what I'm saying. <laughs> McNeil is not. He's. I'm not ready to dub McNeil now. At the end of the year, if those stats bear themselves out, which right now, I mean, you are what you're. Oh, uh, we're a third way through the season. We're eight games in. And we're getting gets the easier part of the schedule. So we'll see. Uh, listen to him last night. He, Huggins said he's, you know, he, it's, uh, I don't know, Huggins keeps saying, because you watched Huggins' show Saturday and they were talking about, you know, 
you keep saying all these guys are doing this stuff in practice. And he said, yeah, it's because I see him in practice. He's like, you know, it's going to have to translate to the games. So we'll see. I mean, his stats are what they are. I, I mean, he doesn't you, – you compare that with, which I was talking to this – was it already today? We were talking about Sherman. Sherman shoots better than McNeil. Sherman turns the ball over a lot more than McNeil. Way turns the ball over. So I don't know. And he would play more. And that's probably why McNeil plays over. But no, I am in absolutely no way, shape, or form ready to put McNeil. Now, I'm getting, I'm frustrated with the son of a bitch, but he is not approaching Harler level yet. Well, that's what made me think about it because, again, and it was before the, it was before the, uh, it was a press conference before the Iowa State game where, uh, um, Huggins was singing his praises, and I thought he was doing the same thing last year to Harder. He kept talking about how Harder's the only one who knows where to be all the time. Harder's the only one who knows about this. Harder's the one who gets us where we need to play, and I thought he's doing the exact well, same thing. Well, he didn't say that about McNeil, though, did he? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. But I was like, but he constantly he praises on him. But I think he should be a little bit rougher on the fact that he's our shooter who he can't shoot. shoot so far. <laughs> no, I mean, he didn't shot the ball well. I mean, there's no arguing that. Uh, you, can't, you can't say he's the next Casey Mitchell. When Casey Missile came in, who said that? It's Bob Huggins. Oh, Bob Huggins says he's he's the best shooter we've had since Casey Mitchell. Yeah, maybe in practice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you can see more. flashes. You can tell he's one of those kids where if he gets going, you know, he could maybe get on a heater here and there. But no, he's he's not he's not there. Yeah, and actually, I don't mind him. if he's taking wide open threes. He's got to take it. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sixteen footer, which I harp on, drives me nuts. Well, it's but the, the last game missed. Fake, yeah, exactly. Dribble. One dribble and over to the right and yeah. shoot. It drives me nuts. But but he's also he's he's taken it. He's posted up a couple times. He's done it. You know, done a little bit here and there with. I can't remember what game that was. Well, he posted up against. Uh, was it North Texas? He posted up. We thought we'd see a little bit more of that against. Because uh, I mean, he's got good size. He's got good size. He's, and he's he's broad. Um, but you know, no, he's been frustrating. Yeah, would, but I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to dub him uh, Chase 2.0. He's he's clinching. He's get. He's like he's he's. he's I'm not point one right now. I'm not nearly as down on him as you are. All right, you're you're lower on. You're I lower am. On Neil Chain. I am. He's first. But I'm but, not saying he's my favorite player. But here's a, but I agree with you. He can play. You, you play Taz, and Taz is, is right now shooting much better. But he's a turnover machine at this so point. Time. You, that's like the, it's and the, you can't play Bridges. It's the Truck Brian argument. He scores twenty five, but he gave up thirty. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Well, what do you do? Yeah. So that, that's I think that's what's I, it's frustrating. That those that, other guys that have Well, Taz is, is is who he is. He he is a straight uh, JUCO kid who's all offense, doesn't want to play defense, and is a little sloppy. Yeah. I mean, he is he's an AAU professional. Is what <laughs> what Taz is, and that's fine. He, we know what Taz is. Jalen Bridges is the one who's been disappointing. Because they talked about him so much they last year, and we thought he be, could be a, we knew he'd be a three, but we also thought he could be a tall two, and he's, he's useless. He's not. He comes in the game and he's useless. Yeah. I mean that's, and I love the kid, and but think, right I now think, he can provide us nothing. I think his biggest problem is is the same thing with Cottrell, because Bridges has played or Cottrell has played more than Bridges. I don't think Bridges has really had a good chance to get into any kind of flow no. in the game. Now when Cottrell got forced to play. He gave, he showed you flashes exactly, and Bridges hasn't done that yet. No, and he hasn't been in the because he's in the game. He takes one shot, misses it, doesn't get a rebound, he comes out. Yeah, well, and, well, and Huggins says, you know, they got guys over there pounding. But you know what? You want to play? You got to play better. better. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You got to play pretty, better. It's pretty easy. It's yeah. I mean, the the benefits of being deep is that if you're not playing well, you don't need to play. No, because we got guys who will play. So long as they're not in foul trouble. Long as they're not in foul trouble. 
Anyway. All right. Non-sports. Non-sports. So I'll, I'll go first. All right. Uh, How many phones you got over there? I got, brought my work one for some oh, reason. It was in my pocket. I forgot to take it out. So, Saturday night, we did shots. Yeah. Uh, we did some sort of peppermint shot. That was good, by the way. That was it? really good. Yeah. We did an American honey shot. Pretty sure I did a beam shot. Uh, then we went to the Owls Club. I did more did shots. Did three shots that night? Yeah. Oh. I did. I don't know if you did. I did too. Oh, uh, I remember doing the honey and the pepper. Pe- yeah, I think I did. I think I did another one, and then and then I know I know Tash did another one. I think Flissy did one with Steph. No, we did one with Stephanie. Anyway, I did one with Stephanie when I was leaving the Southern Comfort. That's what it was. <laughs> and then and then we did shots. We went to Dallas uh, uh, Club. Did more shots. I was hungover as hell yesterday because of those shots. I don't do shots anymore. Mm-hmm. And now you got the videos of you guys on those shots of whiskey yesterday. What's the worst shot you ever had? The worst shot uh-huh. I've ever had. Now define worst. Like that felt the worst, tasted the worst. Any 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 way you want to go with it. Uh, any time when I was in Morgantown, it was seven o'clock in the morning, and you forced me to do a, <laughs> a wild turkey shot would probably qualify. <laughs> That's what started me and Ivy's friendship. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm trying to think. Uh, the, the worst one that I can remember is doing a shot on my 21st birthday. And it was like, it was called a so sunrise or something like that. It was tequila with hot sauce on top of it. Ugh. And it, you can see the hot sauce floating on top of the tequila. Mm. Oh. Kicking chicken at the Little Village. Kicking chicken. That's a good one. The Four Horsemen. Remember those shots? I do remember those. Those, those were always killer. <laughs> the worst part about the kicking chicken was Amber Ferry was the one making it. <laughs> so it was extra kicking. Yeah. That's what you were trying to say. Yeah. yeah. You were kicking down <laughs> the bathroom <laughs> door to get ready to throw it. It wasn't a kick. It was a boot stomp. That's oh, what man. that was. <laughs> that, was a, that was a boot stomping chicken right there. Oh, shit. Uh, and, uh... The worst shot I've done in a while, or the recent history, is when we went to freaking Buffalo Wild Wings with stuff, and he was buying those shots, and they were in rush glasses. They were not shots. That was in Bridgeport, that, West Virginia. That was a drink. That was not a shot. That was in Bridgeport, West Virginia. That should not be constituted a shot. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> that, was a, that was a gulper. That's the worst. That was a gulper. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd say those are probably... Preferred shot. What's your favorite, what's your favorite shot? I like Jack Daniels. Hey. I like a cold hot dollar bourbon. Anything Jim Bean or above, I think is good. Yeah, I'm a JD guy. Dance with the one that brought you. <laughs> Dance with the one that brought you. All right, so four days away from Christmas. This actually came up at some point, I think, late last week on the thread, and it got me thinking, so I, I started doing some research and kicking it around. What is, in your mind, the most, I guess, famous quote from a Christmas movie? I'll give you some examples. All right, Dave put yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, mm-hmm. which is, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's not the most famous one, I wouldn't think. Uh, my, one of my personal favorites has to be, woke up tomorrow with my head signed on the carpet. I'm oh, yeah. More surprised than <laughs> him right now. That, that's more of a cliche. Uh, 
I've never oh. liked a girl enough to give her 12 sharp knives. <laughs> that Scrooge. Huh? Very good. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's uh-huh. a wonderful life. Uh-huh. Little lights aren't twinkling. <laughs> I know, Art. Thanks for noticing. Happy, happy, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby Ted dance with Danny fucking K. A lot of Christmas vacation in there. There is. Uh-huh. But probably... And I put, don't get, do you give up or are you thirsty for more? That was for Ivy's benefit since he loves home alone. It's got to be you'll shoot your eye out, right? You'll shoot your eye out. That's got to be out there. I, I like, uh, uh, Buddy Elf, what's your favorite color? I like Smiling. Smiling's my favorite. Uh, there's a lot of elf ones in there, too, because that, that movie's hilarious. That's a good movie. Uh, oh, shit, I just had one and I forgot. God damn it. I like, uh, uh, oh, shit, uh. Happy or Merry Christmas, with you filthy animals. Oh, that's yeah. also from Home Alone. That's not a real movie. That movie that he's watching while they're doing all that. I, well, I, like, you know, I was thinking movie. I had that same, same conversation. Not, I Google it. It's not a real that movie. That is not. So that was just made for that. Uh, made for that's that. hilarious. Yeah. I did not know that. It's even it's better. Not a real movie. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, there was there was another one too that I was thinking of, and I I can't I can't think of it right now. Dang, going it. Uh, I love I love the uh, all the the one about the tapestry in Christmas Story, where he he where he's for, he love a tapestry of obscenities that's still hanging over Lake Michigan. Yeah, that, that movie has got the best subtle one-liners than almost any of them. It does. Oh man, any other famous movie quotes, Christmas movie quotes? I'm sure we'll get a ton of them. Uh, I'm having a hard time coming up with it now. I had, I just had one that was good. And I came up. You got the Grinch in there, with the probably somewhere. But I mean, to me, it's probably. I mean, if if somebody says you'll shoot your eye out, you know. You know exactly. You know exactly what that that movie's what that's from. Exactly. That that's probably out of our friend group, probably the most iconic of all of them. But you can pretty much say anything. Christmas Vacation. People will know where it came where it came from. Yeah. Shitter's full. <laughs> that is probably the number one. That is honestly, that is probably the number one. Of all the Christmas lines, that is probably the one that people had the most shirts of. And Check their shitters, honey. <laughs> What's the for that? So what are you doing? Oh, you stare. Oh, shit, man. I haven't seen yours. I can't, I can't remember. Living alone. What am I drunk like? We were just talking about some asshole in his robe. <laughs> Empty a chemical toilet in my sewer. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> Cousin Eddie. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a disappointed here because I don't have cable. I don't have access to all those movie, Christmas movies. Well, like but you know what? You're not here. And that's something else, too. And I, I didn't put this in the rundown. But, all right, so Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, especially those two movies. And especially Scrooge. There's a few parts in Christmas Vacation that are edited out on cable that ruin everything by being edited out. <laughs> but Scrooge, they cut out serious portions of, of the, the movie. movie. And I'm sitting here thinking, just run it 30 minutes and add a couple commercials and put that funny shit in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't take it out. I mean, you're already bleeping out all the customers, which is taking all the fucking fun out of everything. They show Deadpool now at, on FX yeah. at, after 10 o'clock. They can put that shit back in now. I mean, why they took this stuff out, I have no idea. They bleeped out on Christmas Vacation. He can't say, I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. You can't say that on TV. <laughs> That's, my stepmom would, would uh, not like that, oh. matter of fact. That's, a, <laughs> That's how she surprised my dad. That's a, uh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> a Christmas Dad, dad does other things. <laughs> you do what you got to do. <laughs> and on that holiday,
before we yep. wrap this Christmas episode up. One more and I'm going home and going to bed. One more and I'm going home and going to bed. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.